I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, with you for another episode of the Steelers postgame show. And unlike the past four weeks, this is a depressing one. The Steelers lay an egg literally, figuratively, every way you can possibly imagine. 21-7 to loss on Thursday Night Football to the Cleveland Browns. And it moves their record to 5-5. Five and five. They're back at 500. Still not out of out of it i don't think any stretch of the imagination but boy but this is this was a telling football game in a lot of ways i bring in lance williams my co-host lance what were your knee-jerk reactions to the loss on thursday night it was a tough one this is the game when you talked about in our last show about low expectations for mason rudolph this is the game we don't want this is the game that we're kind of scared of um you know they get down he has to press he has to make some plays the offensive line is pretty inconsistent in terms of pass protection. He turns the ball over. You know, this was that ugly game that he was able to avoid over the last several weeks. And it kind of makes what you were saying in the last couple of shows resonate even more that we've got to keep the expectations pretty low when it comes to Mason Rudolph. And if he's just doing enough to not lose them games, then he's doing a whole lot. Yeah. And today, tonight, whenever you're listening to this, was the lowest of the low for Mason Rudolph during his stint as the starting quarterback for the Steelers. He was intercepted four times. Um, I And some of them were just dreadful passes. Uh, there's no excusing them. I know on Twitter, someone hit me up and said, can't wait to hear you try to back up Mason Rudolph after this one. You can't. You can't. There's there's no way you can. That would be like um, in 2017 when Roethlisberger threw five picks against the Jaguars. You can't you can't defend anything. It's not my job to defend him. It's just one of those things that it was an awful game all around. Uh, I thought that the defense settled in eventually, but it just there was no pop in this game. And maybe just maybe this speaks a little bit to Thursday night football in general. Players aren't really ready for that game yet the lack of preparation isn't there i'm not excusing the loss because the steelers did not deserve to win this at all but at the same time you got to wonder if that plays a role before i forget uh grayson just gave us nine dollars and 99 cents in the tip jar he says some guys it seems like every year we cannot escape a bloodbath unsportsmanlike afc north and the league needs to think twice about scheduling three division games in a row sheesh um Grayson's referring to the end of the game uh, when Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph and Matt Filer and David DeCastro and Marquise Pouncey had a little meeting. Um, Lance, let's talk about it right off the bat before we get into the, the nitty gritty and talk about numbers and, and the game itself. Uh, everyone's going to be talking about this for at least the next 24 to 48 hours. First things first, how... If you're the commissioner, you're laying down fines, you're laying down suspensions. Who's getting suspended? Who's not? How would you di- divvy that up? Uh, I think 
obviously, um, Garrett is going to get suspended. Uh, I think Pouncey is going to get suspended unfairly. You know, big up to uh, Marquise Pouncey. He is definitely a guy you want uh, holding your back and holding you down. Him and DeCastro, uh, that, that's what you want in the dark alley. You want them two big boys having your back. But Pouncey's absolutely going to get suspended as well for the punches and the kicks. And there was a guy, I can't recall the player's number. They probably know it on the live chat because it's playing in the background, I'm sure, in both of our houses, Jeff, and we just can't look at it. But the uh, defensive lineman that pushed Mason Rudolph in the back. 65, number 65. Number 65. He's going to get a suspension as well. I think he was ejected as well. Uh, But I think think, um, for some of the other players possibly in the game, who got ejected the late, the hitting uh, Deontay Johnson. Like some of those guys I think are going to pay, uh, are going to be their Their suspensions are going to be a little more heavy as well. If I'm the commissioner, I would say that miles Garrett gets no less than a five game suspension. Um, he's had questionable plays, not like Vontez perfect questionable, yes, but yes. he does have a history of kind of pushing the envelope. Um, well, I, I think he's been, I think he's gotten, two significant fines this year either two i know two for sure it might be three he got some significant fines from some hits that he took earlier this year it might have been against um russell wilson i believe but he took some he's taken some shots beyond the whistle this year and gotten two big fines i think he's getting fined in excess of fifty thousand dollars a couple of times this year so with that coupled with this action he may be lucky to get five games so I would say minimum five wouldn't be shocked if the NFL wants to take a stand and say, you know what? We don't want Vontez perfect 2.0 in the league anymore. And they let Vontez perfect piss away, piss around in you know, the league and get through different suspensions. And he came back and all this stuff. If, if they want to set a set the record straight, they say you're done for the year. And any you know, po- and any postseason play, if the Browns were somehow able to make the playoffs. Well, you know what you said. You know when you, when you said that earlier before we jumped into the studio, I was like, yeah, maybe not. But no, no. Now that I think about it, now, and, and I think what's going to hurt him as well is the nature of how this game got played. Um, the multiple Steeler players getting knocked out for helmet to helmet hits, and this icing on the cake, so to speak with that and just I think the league I mean you had Deontay Johnson carted off with blood coming out of his ear I mean that's not that's not a good look on the marquee game on Thursday this is the one game all the eyes are on this and I don't think anybody is going to feel sorry for Garrett particularly with the earlier fines that he's gotten this year with the helmet I I think you're right Jeff I think he's going to get put on uh, the commissioner's exempt list, and at least till they figure it out, he's going to sit idle. But I don't think you'll, you'll, I don't think we'll see Miles Garrett back for the rest of the season. No, and I think Pouncey will. I think Pouncey should. I uh, know he should is not the right word. I think he defended his teammate. I don't, I, I don't say that he shouldn't have done that, but just the visual of him coming in, punching, kicking is at least going to get him one, I would imagine. Um, but at the same time, I don't think anyone else will probably. I don't. I doubt that they. I doubt that defensive lineman even gets a game to shove Mason Rudolph from behind. He'll no, no, he'll get, get fine. He'll get fine. Oh, he'll get fine. I'm just yeah. saying. I don't think he'll get suspended. 
um, or anything like that. So you know, this, one- this, 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 not to cut you off, but oh, this, this is the type of thuggery that the NFL really wants to clean up. And their corporate sponsors are not happy. Networks, yeah, they're not happy, but the ratings are still nice for the networks because, I mean, this is what everybody's going to be talking about. ESPN is going to love it and all that stuff. But this is not a good look for the game. And this is the type of stuff that they've want, wanted to get out of the game for years. You know, I mean, we have a stomach for some of this. I mean, we've seen some stuff. Um, I don't, I've never seen a football guy in a pro game swing a helmet and hit somebody. I've seen it in high school. I've seen it in college as well, uh, but never at the pro game. And it, it, he, it, it's going to be heavy-handed, and it should be. It, it's if you don't, then you're just going to allow players to believe that this is somewhat acceptable. Like if Miles Garrett were to get two games, so he would miss that that game with the Steelers in in two weeks. And then you get to play again. That's not driving home any point. And that's, I think, where a lot of people felt that a player like Perfect was just kind of skirting the law all the time. But here's Kyle Smith gave us 20 bucks in the tip jar, which is really generous. But I can't say I agree with the comment. I'll read it here. It says, first off, big fan. Second, he's talking about when the Steelers play the Browns next time. He said, I I want the people, (laughs) I want everyone headhunting. He said, I want people, you know, lying on the field in two weeks. Bengals, Bush, Leaguery times five. I want to see careers ended. I'm not going that far. It was bad. It was a bad look for the league. It was bad all around. And I I, I think that's not, it's so tough. The emotion of it gets in the way. But, yeah, but to, to his point, though, and, and this, and this inf- you know, really reinforces what you said earlier about him missing the season because of that potentially happening in Pittsburgh and it getting really ugly. And you know, it got ugly in the stands too. You know, it got ugly in the stands too as well with the potential of this getting really, 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 really ugly in Pittsburgh and for the league trying to avoid what happened between the Steelers and the Bengals and the Bungles, excuse me, it's late. Um, they are really going to be heavy-handed on Miles Garrett, and, and they are going to send directives to both teams that if this gets out of hand, quick ejections, quick fines, they're going to be on top of this, and they're going to handle what he was saying to prevent that heavy fines and suspensions. And the unfortunate thing for Miles Garrett was he was having a well of a ball game. But when he held Mason Rudolph down, a little bit longer, you know, it kind of piqued my interest. Like he's kind of rubbing this in because he sacked him. He didn't let him up. He kind of drove him into the ground. And I was like, uh, he's putting a little hot sauce on this tackle. And Mason Rudolph felt the same way. Like, dude, the game is over, dude. Like, what are you doing? This is Bush league. And these are big guys. It's emotional. They just lost. The other team won, and you know I'm 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 almost surprised it didn't get worse. Well, there was only eight seconds left, or or would have I think absolutely would have. Riddle me this: Can you imagine this with Joey Porter on the sidelines? No, or James Harrison even, or James Harrison. If Debo and Joey were on the sidelines, 
we're talking Pier Six Brawl. They <laughs> might still be fighting. It's it it was so, it was so weird. Like I, I I was down watching the game and I'm literally almost falling asleep. It was such a bad football game from start to finish, every way possible. And then all of a sudden, this happens. And you know, I I get Mason Rudolph's reaction because you you've thrown four interceptions. You're you're pissed at yourself for basically throwing a game away, and. I don't even know if Miles Garrett had to take him to the ground after he got rid of the football, but he did. Like you said, he holds him down a little bit, and he's Mason's like, "Get off, man!" And then all of a sudden, he's being his helmet's being ripped off his head. And this, you know, another bad look to this is everyone saw the very public display in regards of Rudolph's concussion against the Ravens in Week Four, and we're I'm sorry, Week Five. And so with that, now you have another player swinging a helmet at a helmetless player that's already had a concussion this year it just compounds everything it just starts to snowball let me add the last element because this resonates in your household all of the women in the country that are upset that uh pretty mason got hit in his head with a helmet <laughs> all of the women in the country are upset uh that the pretty guy got hit in the head with a helmet. They were all yelling, please keep your helmet on, son. You're too pretty to be he fighting. He didn't take it off voluntarily. Well, yes, yes, or, <laughs> or, 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 or put it back on. Please let us not that let that pretty face get hit. And the, the, the thing about this game, you know, maybe we could tilt it back towards the game is this is going to hide an abysmal performance by him. You know, oh. you know, people are going to kind of forget that he was awful, that that offense was awful. Now, he wasn't helped out by Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith-Schuster getting knocked out, but and Connor getting hurt again. And, and maybe we can start to close the book on Connor as that feature back, as his, his level of durability keeps cropping up as an issue. But. You know, for Mason Rudolph, this is going to hide and kind of mask that he flat out stunk tonight. There's no other way around it. But before we get to that, Vodka Drinker gave us $5 in the tip jar. He said, if I'm not mistaken, that's assault with a weapon. And that's something that Adam Schefter actually tweeted out recently that, that he's like, that's assault. And so, I mean, it would have to come down to charges being pressed and things of that nature. But um... I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg. This is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Let's get to the game. Let's get to the game. There's plenty to talk about. And the funny thing is, is <clears throat> excuse me, I was watching Mason Rudolph, his interception that was intended for um, Vance McDonald, but was intercepted by the linebacker that was seemingly everywhere. Uh, what was his name? I can't remember his name. I should. They, they said it over and over yeah. again. It's one but I've watched him when you saw him release the football. I noticed something. He's trying to place the ball. Yeah, he's not ripping it. No, and that's that's it. Like everyone's like, he doesn't throw it. He doesn't throw well. It's because he's not ripping it. 
And that means that he doesn't trust his accuracy when he does rip it. And I, I don't know. I'm trying to think back to Ben early, early in his career. I can't remember really. I'd have to look at film. But any to anyone that has a has ever coached or played a sport that involves throwing an object, whether it's lacrosse, whether it's baseball, uh, football, obviously with the, with the quarterback position, when you're having to place the ball, in my opinion, bad things happen. Because I'll give you, I'll give you an analogy. You take, you're taking the velocity off the ball. I'll give you an analogy. They don't when when you're instructing a. I mean, you know, you're a baseball guy. You don't tell pitchers to aim. You tell pitchers to throw. Yep. Trust your mechanics and throw the baseball. And if your mechanics are sound and solid, the ball will go where your mechanics tell it to go. But you can't aim. Once you start aiming, your mechanics break down, and the ball definitely does not go where you intended to go. Throw the ball. Trust it and rip it. And I think some of it is he, he's not confident in what he's seeing as well. So there's some hesitancy as well. He's not reading it clearly, consistently. And, and so when you're not doing that, you're definitely not going to rip it. But unfortunately, in some cases, he's throwing it way too hard on screens. Yeah. Well, and uh, the Juju Smith, she's tried that slant that he just – took his head off like pumped the ball in there way too yeah and I, I don't know and i think maybe he's had a, he's had a lot of receivers drop passes I, I wonder if there's even a point where he's thinking maybe i can't really drive the ball into this receiver because i'm not sure if he's going to catch it um but you know we could spend an entire episode on how poorly mason rudolph played and it was bad it was every bit as bad as that land said on our show last night that i'm soft on quarterbacks i can't be soft on him this time because there's no way to even even if you were the biggest mason rudolph apologist and i do not feel that i am that i i think he's a good quarterback i think he has a good potential but he played like pure dog poop tonight and so there were others that were joining him trust me but before we get to that we have a lot of people in the live chat. I want to just mention that the best way people can help us is by just hitting the like button and subscribing to the channel. We give you a show a day, no matter what, during the season. Check us out, like this video, and by all means, subscribe to the channel. We seriously appreciate the support. So Lance, other than Rudolph, I the next person that comes to mind in terms of playing really, really bad was Mark Barron. I thought Mark Barron looked inept maybe as inept as he's looked all season. And that's saying something because I feel like he's looked that way on multiple occasions. Uh, just, I don't know. He gets caught in the wash too much in the run game and in, in coverage, he turns into be a liability. I'd rather see Vince Williams and Devin Bush together personally. Yeah. The technique that he displayed in the end zone, it, it's amazing that that pass was completed for the touchdown because Maybe his eyes were closed and he was trying to use the force and, <laughs> and locate the ball that way. But it was confusing as to how that pass was completed. Um, you know, I had a guy in the live chat or not in the live chat or one of the comments from the last show about me saying that uh, Joe Hayden was the candy bar. And, uh, and, and he might have been right. I mean, but I tried to amend that statement and say that Joe Hayden was the fruit chew. But, you know, I'm going to get, you know, Joe Hayden may not be the fruit chew. The actual candy bar and the fruit chew or fruit chew on the defense may be Mark Barron. Mark Barron is, 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 is not, 
he's definitely I wouldn't say he's a weak link, but he's somebody that I think teams feel like they can get after in coverage. Yeah, but I you know, okay, so you want to talk about Baron. He was bad. I thought the offensive line was awful. How yeah. bad how bad is it now that on third and ones with Mason Rudolph at quarterback, mind you, Steelers are going empty. They're not even having a running back in the backfield. You know why? They can't get a yard. They get no push whatsoever. 16 of 58. That's worse. Worst third down offense in the NFL. 16 of 58 for 3.6 yards per carry. That That's why they're doing it. And we've talked about the inconsistency with this running game throughout the year. We talked about how bad it was last week when I think they averaged maybe one, 1.6, 1.5 against the Rams. What happens is when you win, you know, we say it on this show, we always say winning correct. You know, you move forward. But some of the obvious warts that we point out on the show that we're taking the task for when they win, when they prop, when they pop up, I mean, I don't want to look like, you know, we told you so, but, these warts have been here, and you know they've cons- not run the ball well consistently. And this was a night where they needed to. I mean, there's no way in the world that Mason Rudolph should have 44 pass attempts, and that the running game only run they only run it 16 times. I mean, th- that's that's ridiculous. That is not a recipe for consistent winning. I mean, Mason Rudolph had a 36.3 quarterback rating. And they chose to throw it 44 times. Why? Because the running game was terrible. And you're right about the offensive line. They got whooped tonight. You know, they got they got whooped tonight. That's the only thing that um, if you're going to try to say anything about Mason Rudolph's day is that he had someone in his face a lot. I'm not going to say every time he dropped back, but it felt like a lot, a lot, a lot that he was – Every time he, I mean, there was someone just bearing down on him. He got hit. He got hit a bunch tonight. So, um, let's see here. We had a couple of live chats here. I don't want to forget them. Anthony says dollar ninety nine puts a dollar ninety nine to tip chart. Appreciate that. He said Mark Barron has been a Reese cup, and that's uh-huh. referred to the Snickers that uh, Lance suggested. And then Brandon Reese says, "Why are they keep Barron in? Do not do they not see it? I don't know. Um, I don't know." Sidebar, Jeff. So how do you pronounce it? You say Reese's Cup? Uh, Yeah. Or, yeah. Somebody told me in the West Coast that people in the West Coast say Reese's Cups. Huh. But I, I always thought it was Reese's Cups. I mean, it makes sense that we would say it. I mean, Wheeling and Pittsburgh are, what, an hour and a half away? So nah, it's like 45 minutes if you go a certain yeah. way. Well, yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, so Reese's Cups. I never knew Reese's Cups. Well, was, well then sounds... you have the uh, – I would always laugh at myself as a kid when you get Reese, Reese's Pieces. We yeah. say Reese's Pieces. Yeah, Reese's Pieces. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe that's a West Coast thing. And so, you know, somebody said to, to my daughter when they heard me say Reese's Cups, they said uh, he must be from back east. Yep. Yeah, it's oh yeah big shout out here we go anthony wheeling native i'm proud yes proud um i have a question for you lance and this is going to be a challenging question are you ready oh 
I every 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 day after the game, I do a winners and losers column for uh, the BehindTheSteelCurtain.com website. Give me a winner. I have a long list of losers. Like that was easy. Give me someone on the Steelers or even their coaching staff that you could say was a winner after Week 11's loss to the Browns. I'm gonna say T.J. Watt. Okay. I, th- I, th- I thought Watt played pretty well. I mean, lost contain a couple times, but yeah, they lost contain a bit. And, um, you know, we were pretty, we were way off on our numbers. Um, and I think Tomlin was right when he said that the biggest issue, and I, I, I would have never guessed that the Steelers would have came out with just one sack, but them losing contain in terms of how they were rushing was, was critical to the Browns success. But I would say, T.J. Watt, I think Bud Dupree didn't play badly as well. Um, I, I thought the front played pretty well, especially how they responded to uh, Chubb in the run game. They they they, they did did a pretty good job of stuff in that. I mean, they they didn't play terribly. They got hit with a couple of big plays, but you know they were trying to hold water. I mean, it, it was the offense wasn't doing anything. I mean, and we always you know, go through the game book and I'm trying to just plant some of the numbers, you know, as I make my comments. But when you're third down efficiency, you're two of 11. And on fourth down, you're O of three. No, they got one, didn't they? The quarterback sneak, was that fourth or third? It was third. Okay, there you go. So they were two of 11 on third down, zero of, O of three, zero of three for 0% obviously on fourth down. So, I mean, that's two of 14. That's not good enough. So, you know, I don't know how good you can play when your offense can't convert third or fourth downs. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Okay, so you said you said what? I know a lot of people in the live chat are saying Jordan Berry, but Jordan Berry bobbled the snap on the field goal that Bell yeah. Boswell missed, so that eliminates him from the running, in my opinion. And when you're so, going to kickers, it's a stretch. Some I people mean, are saying, uh, honors, I should say, Miles Garrett's lawyer should be on the winners list. Uh, <laughs> Here's a good. Here's it. Do you agree with this? I'm gonna put this on there for Steelers. Frank put this up. He said the nation needed this loss back down to earth. You think that's true? No, I read. I think the nation needed another bad win or another ugly style point. You know, no style win. I mean, that's what the nation needs. You need wins. There's no moral losses or, or, or like none of that matters. Like you just need wins. You need to go to Cleveland. They needed to go to Cleveland and, and find a way to win. I mean, I mean that that's what they needed. Let me let me give you a um let me give you a number. Guess this number, Jeff. The average game per pass play. The what? The average game per pass play in this in, game. In this game? By the Steelers. Uh I'm gonna say four point seven. Three point seven. Oh, wow. I was being aggressive. Yes, you were. <laughs> yes, you were. 
3.7. That's awful. That's awful. That's awful. That's so bad, Jeff, that that's the same average that they their yards per carry in the rush game in the running game today. That's how bad that is. When your when your average gain passing the ball, you know, is the same as rushing, it was a bad game, and this was a bad one. So, um, Roughhouse Boxing TV puts five dollars in the tip chart. So I'm not saying put Duck in, but the one thing I noticed about Duck is he navigates the pocket and senses pressure pretty well, better than Rudolph. He does do that better than Rudolph. Let me ask that guy again. Let me. He says the last guy what was Roughhouse Boxing. Is that what it yep. was? Yeah. Uh, who's the number one pound for pound fighter in the world? Respond in the uh, live chat. I just want to hear his answer. Okay. Um, so let me ask you this. I, I, I thought the defense settled in. And I, did I thought they started making plays and they, they were getting pressure. They stopped the run better than I thought they could. Uh, but let's talk about the offense. There was some what, offense. <laughs> okay. Where do you even start? I'm not saying what needs to change. Like, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying like, well, let's overhaul everything. Where do you start if you're Randy Feetner or Mike Tomlin, whoever's taken over for that offense moving forward? Where do you even start to get they, this? Together? They have to establish the running game. They have to get a semblance of a running game. If you have Mason Rudolph throwing 40 times in a game to win, it's not going to work consistently. They have to run the football. They have to figure out runs that they can execute well with the guys that they have running. They have to take pressure off of this kid. I mean, the kid is, I mean, another 11 third down attempts. I think the previous game, it might have been 16. The game before that was 15. I mean, all these games where he's put in position to where you have, you know, 12 plus third down attempts. I mean, that's just too much pressure. They've got to be able to run the football. And this this play, this this play total and balance has to shift. It has to be more tilted to the run game and, and less passing. You know, him throwing it 35 times plus. I mean, Ben had his difficulty of doing that consistently. Let alone a Mason Rudolph. They've got to get this running game right. They have to. I guess that's where you start, but but they don't even trust this team to get convert a third and one. That's to my point. They got to get it right. I mean, they you have if you can't run it on third and one, you've got a guy that's essentially a rookie trying to convert third and ones because you have no faith in a running game. That tells you everything. They got to get this right. This is the Pittsburgh Steelers. They need to be able to run the football. This is black and gold. I'm not saying you go back to Rocky Blyer and Franco Harris or Barry Foster but or Jerome Bettis, but, man, you got to be able to convert in short-yarded situations with the running game when you've got such an inexperienced quarterback. Yeah, it's definitely a tough one to swallow. And, and honestly, if you were to ask me that question, like, Jeff, what would you do? I don't even know. <laughs> I, I honestly, if I'm Randy Feeder, I'd be like sitting back in my office saying, "We can't, we can't even get a yard. 
We can't even gain a yard when the other team knows we're going to run it. We know we're going to run it. You should be able to gain a yard. With three pro bowlers. And they can't gain a yard. It's, I mean, it's happened over and over again. They can't get a yard. Boy, and Villanueva was, oof, he was getting murdered. But dealing with Garrett, man, Garrett is a load, but he was getting murdered all game. He was, I mean, he lifted the guy. He looked like he lifted him up like a refrigerator and pushed it into a front door. At, no, he actually looked like a guy lifted up a refrigerator put it on one of those moving sleds that have the wheels and he just pushed Villanueva <laughs> across the floor. Absolutely. So, okay, here we go. Kevin Johnson puts, uh, I'm sorry, Johnston puts $1.99 in, says we must still be believers. And I think he's referring to my shirt. Um, I, I, I think this team can still rebound from this. You know, yeah, I don't think I it's, know. I don't think this is the end of the world. It was a bad spot for the Steelers in a lot of ways. Um, You've got, you got an Owen, what, nine team or a team that might be Owen 10 with a rookie the, quarterback on the road next week. On the road. I mean, go beat, go beat the Bungles up. And then get ready for revenge against Cleveland the following week. Yeah. You know, go win two games in a row. Yep. Plain and simple. So um, Johnny gave us $2 in the tip chart. I want to put his name up there we appreciate that as always and um <laughs> you got a you, you got a question johnny does johnny have a question nope nothing hey well um, appreciate it senior slim says what's going to be the next lucky shirt i don't know i might go back to the jerseys I might try to find a jersey no, that works. No, no, no 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 jeff no what i need you to create a one-of-one one shirt hashtag just take it <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'll have, to, I'll have to look. I've got a lot of. I've got a lot of t-shirts. So, um, I'll have to find one that I think works. And if you guys um, don't know what I'm referring to, you got to go uh, back and watch that show. That was what Tuesday. Yeah, the Tuesday Steelers preview. You could fast forward to the end, probably about the last. We went for about an hour. I listened from about 45 minutes on, and you'll hear some. Very interesting comments and rants from Mr. Brian Anthony Davis. We'll put it that or way. Or how about a hashtag touchdown zone? Could be. That 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 could be. that that's a money maker. Yeah. Gold so. hashtag. He'll get you know gold touchdown zone black background. I, I'm 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 for that one. There you go. So all right, folks. Well, this was an ugly one, and we talked a lot about a lot of stuff that had nothing to do with the game, but. That's what everyone's going to be talking about. So don't want to spend too much time on this. Lance, you're going to be back tomorrow night with a, yeah, I said it. And then yeah, I, I need it. I need help listeners. I need help. <laughs> Somebody in the live chat. Give me a topic. I, I want my topic to be, yeah, I said it. Pouncey should have kicked them like four or five more times, but I can't make a. I would like to hear you elaborate a little bit more on how the running game is where they should uh. start. That's what I would like to hear, but that's just me. Roughhouse Boxing puts five bucks and he wants you to see this. His answer to your question, best pound for pound boxer, Deontay Wilder. Oh, that's that's a good take. I didn't think that he would say Deontay Wilder. I think it's Inoue, uh, the Bantamweight from Japan, uh, the monster. I, I think he's the uh, number one pound for pound fighter in the world. Just won the uh, 
the Bantamweight uh, Tournament uh, of Champions, won the Muhammad Ali Trophy. So I think it's I think it's in a way. But Wilder's a good choice, entertaining guy. He might be the hardest one-punch heavyweight puncher. Uh, his right hand might be the best one-punch knockout shot in history of boxing. I mean, if you get hit with it, you're out. Nobody can take that shot. All right, we got a couple people that think they have a good idea for your Yeah, I Said It. Um, this one is Yeah, I Said It. My pick, Jinx the Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> Wes That's says funny. that he agrees with me on how to fix the offense. That's what he'd like to see you go after. Um, yeah, I Said It. Mason has a weak arm. Um, so we got some creativity coming at you. But then also, Lance... For you, this is uh, 1999 from Kevin Johnston. Lance, from your north side, buddy. So 15233, 15212, north side, stand up. Manchester, baby. <laughs> yeah, there you go. What was your, was it a 412 area, kid? Yes, yes. Okay. 412, definitely. Pennsylvania Avenue, Columbus Avenue. Sheffield Street, Fulton Ave, North Ave, Peppies. For Manny. Yes, Manchester, <laughs> Manchester <laughs> Elementary, St. Joe's. Uh, yeah. I never knew. Interesting thing, being from the north side, I never knew what Permanis was, actually, until I moved back to Pittsburgh. I had never heard of it. I mean, that's kind of how Pittsburgh is. You, you, you go to your neighborhood sandwich spot. And it, for us, it was always Peppies. You know, you just go walk and get a Peppies or go get there some fried uh, get some fried zucchini at Shamrocks, you know. Here's a good one. Uh, an idea for your show. Was our O-line built for Le'Veon Bell and not a runner like James Conner? Ah, oh, that is a good one. Or oh, thank you. Rough House Boxing. Yeah, I said it. We need a push to start offense. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Push to start. Vroom, vroom. There you vroom, go. Vroom. So um, here, here we go from Gary. Yeah, I said it. What to do when 2 a.m. beauty call fails. <laughs> because remember, because remember the 2019 series yes, are yes. your 2 a.m. beauty call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just, just... We just got left on red right there. Yes. We just got left on yes. red. That, that was a great one. Yeah. What do you do at 2 a.m.? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so Lance, you have some ideas. So Lance will be on for tomorrow's Yeah, I said it. Um, I will be on Saturday for the burning question. Um, I'll probably be on Sunday as well to kind of recap what happened on the day there. Um, the Ravens play the Texans. That's gonna be an important game to watch. And maybe we'll talk about what lies ahead for the Steelers if they sit five and five heading into week twelve. So Lance, anything to add before we call the show? This was a Donnie Brook of a game. The end was ugh, pretty ugly. And so I, I think we'll all be sitting back waiting to see what happens when it comes to fines and suspensions because uh, it's going to be significant. But with that, you know what to do. Tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe. And we will be back next Sunday for the next episode of the Steelers post game show i almost said sealers pv sealers post game show we'll see you then hopefully after a win lance thanks for your time we'll see you